0: Hey everybody, thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to a new podcast of ours, Classroom to Boardroom, as we focus on setting up college students with a path to a successful career. For many, that's going to entail trying to figure out what it is actually like within their chosen profession. Things like the daily happenings, corporate culture, and so on. Now, today we're going to speak with James Tarbox, Executive Director of the Career Services Department at San Diego State University, and he's going to give us some insight into effective job shadowing and shed some light on this endeavor as a whole. James, thanks for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. Well, I wanted to start off just by asking simply for those who might not be aware, how would you define job shadowing and why would college students want to do this prior to finding out what they want to do?
1: The way I would define job shadowing is where you get some sort of exposure, hopefully in person, to a person in their work environment. And for our campus, we've done it in several ways. We've piloted as what we call a one-day job shadow program, where we paired current students with professionals in the community in a specific industry or, or occupation. And more recently, we've expanded that to a mentoring program called Aztec Mentor Program, where we run it through a semester. Okay, And the job shadowing occurs in that environment between 8 and 12 hours during the course of the semester. So it can range in terms of how people want to run it.
0: Now, as you mentioned there, San Diego State, you'll offer up some ways to be able to reach out to these individuals that you might want to be shadowing. How does that all come about? How does a student or the organization try to find out who's a good fit and why you'd want to go here? How does that all sort of come together?
1: when we did it the first time, we did it as that one-day job shadow program. We actually worked with a student organization. They had just over 150 members, and we met with them to plan what they wanted to learn about. And these were largely business-focused students, and they were in occupations like finance and accountancy. So we took our database of employers and did outreach and did the matching that way. We've become much more sophisticated now, and the Aztec mentor program got its name because we are the Aztecs and we work with the Alumni Association here on campus and we actually now have a database of just over 500 alumni that we work with every semester to pair with students and the student needs are determined by filling out a survey that they work with our office on. So there's a a much more complicated or involved process so that we can get a better sense of what would be a successful match between the students and the alumni that we're pairing them with.
0: And I think that's great to let people know. And of course, at most colleges, universities, you are going to have a career services center where hopefully you can help out in that regard and find that perfect match. So I think that is really awesome. Now, I want to get into actually being able to prepare and when you're going into the situation, whether it is the one day item or possibly, as you said, eight to 12 hours in a semester, however, it might be set up at each individual place. What sort of things should a student be doing to prepare for that day or for those days so that they really do get the most out of that opportunity?
1: What I would say is the student really needs to understand what do they want to learn. And as you said before, many career centers have
0: you know resources for
1: students. So if a student's going to University X, they should look on their career center website and see if they have a PDF or a handout for informational interviewing. Hmm. And I would use that as my basis for understanding the best questions to ask because you want to be prepared. You don't want to waste someone's time. Right. I would have like five questions or five things that the student would want to experience. So it might be, you know, these are great questions. How did you get into the occupation that you're currently in? So you could ask the person when you're on site, how did you get involved? Is it possible while I'm job shadowing you to be involved in a meeting of you and your colleagues so that I can learn what sorts of things get discussed? Would you give me an overview of the organization based on, you know, if I've already done some research, I understand, for example, that you're the local affiliate of a multinational corporation. So I want to learn more about that. Right. And I think what students will find is the more guidance they seek, the better the interaction will be. So they could say to the person, in essence, I'm a major in X, like I'm a communications major. And I'm here today because I'd really like to learn your thoughts on what I could do to best prepare for this career, doing the basic questions. And again, the informational interview guide would be the way that I would start.
0: Let's jump into the actual day or days that you might be there. And you mentioned, obviously, you'll have maybe some of these questions you want to ask. But in terms of observing what's going on and really getting a sense for that position or maybe that profession as a whole, what sort of things should that student be focusing on and really taking in so that, again, it is a worthwhile experience?
1: I will answer that question, but I want to mention a couple of things. First off, make sure you dress professionally.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Second, bring some sort of portfolio. I know it sounds old-fashioned because you want to have your cell phone, but really what you want to have is your cell phone on mute and in your pocket or out of the way so that you really focus on what that person is doing for you as opposed to checking your texts. And what you would do is, when you get there, say to the person, "I am observing, and I'd really like to be able to remember what I'm observing. Do you mind if I take notes?" Okay. That's much less threatening than to say, "I'm going to record this on my on cell phone." So <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> I would say ask to take notes, and then I would have in that leather portfolio with a, a pad of paper that's inserted into it a series of questions or topics, like we talked about earlier. So I want to know what this person's role is. I want to understand what department they are in and how that functions in the larger organization. I really want to know how I can prepare myself for this career. If you bring a copy of your resume, maybe reserve about 10 minutes at the end for that person to look at your resume and give you some feedback. Nice. So those are the sorts of things that I'd really want the person to run through the day of the event.
0: Right. As I mentioned off the top, you know, you're obviously looking to see what skills are involved and interactions with people. Is there anything that really you would say, try to pick up on this because you're never going to get this chance again. You're not going to see this in a classroom that someone could observe when they're job shadowing.
1: The opportunity you're not going to have again is the opportunity to build a professional relationship with this particular individual. Hmm. So keep all distractions aside. Like I said, the cell phone, anything that is not allowing you to focus on that time with that person, be sure to engage the person, listen Follow-up questions are really important because it shows the person that you've actually listened. Get a business card, ask for referrals to other people, and ask that person if it's possible to follow up with them again, maybe to get coffee or to share your progress on your job search. Because at that point, what you're doing is you're extending the relationship. If you leave the informational interview and you haven't got a way to reconnect with that person, you really have missed an opportunity.
0: Right. Do you have any tips for individuals who might be a little I don't want to say shy, but more reserved when it comes to that uneasy. Is there any way you could help them get past that a little bit? And you know, some people
1: do have a, a more you know developed preference for introversion in terms of they may need to think things through. So for these people in prepping, it would be really important for them to be comfortable with the questions that they're asking. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the other piece of it is, is that Go to the level that you're most comfortable at. And what I mean by that is that you don't have to be a salesperson going into these. It's just a conversation with an individual. And when you think about it, if you've prepared and you're willing to kind of be methodic in terms of the process, people typically will respond in kind. So yeah, I would say for the, the people who are more, a bit more introverted is know what you want to ask, slow the pace down, hmm. and don't put the pressure of selling yourself on yourself. You know, that will happen naturally, I believe, through the course of the conversation. And, and, you know, just in case you hit one of those situations where a person's having a bad day or they themselves are rushed, you know, you always have the option to say to the person, gosh, you know, it looks to me like this might not be a good time. Do you think we could reschedule and give that person the out? Right. Um, and then finally, I would never personalize how a person is treating you. And what I mean by that is, again, that person may be having a bad day. They may be under a lot of pressure themselves, and they're not meaning to be rude to you, but they may perhaps be. So don't get hurt. Just create a new opportunity from it.
0: Definitely some good advice there and uh, something that you'll have to take into the real world when you're working on a daily basis with people as well, I'm sure. Is there anything that the student should expect possibly to be asked about?
1: They absolutely should. I would hope that if I was invited to do a job shadow with a person at a firm that I had done my research. because. The first question out of the, person's, the person that you're doing the job shadow of mouth may be, have you checked our website? Mm-hmm. Have you done some research on us? And you need to have done that. And I would say it's a great way to start with your questions and say, you know, I have and I was really curious about your market or I was really curious about how, given that you're in supply chain, you support the mission of this organization because there's a disconnect for me. You know, if you do the research and you have the questions, Again, it's going to show the person that you're vested in the conversation that you're having with them in the job shadow
0: process. James giving us some uh, good insight here and I think some helpful tips for individuals that are looking into this or maybe haven't even thought about it. Is there anything before we go that we missed or you want to emphasize for the listeners again that are going to be college students and helping them out in terms of figuring out what they're going to do with the job shadowing or what's important to focus on?
1: Yes, I have one piece of advice. If you are a student in a major metropolitan market like San Diego, Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, most of these major markets publish business journals and most of the business journals produce lists. So they usually give you the top 10 organizations say in education or finance or, you know, entrepreneurs. If you are at a loss of where to start your search, look at your business journal lists and find out how to contact those organizations there. And they usually have websites. They often have a contact person who's, you know, been involved with making sure that they get the press. Start with that person. Don't take no for an answer. If the person says, well, you know, I, I'm glad you contacted me, but I don't know who to refer you to, say, can you refer me to somebody in human resources so perhaps I could find a manager that way? But you really need to take the initiative because those business journals are excellent places to start in addition to career services.
0: Perfect way for us to wrap up this edition on our new podcast, Classroom to Boardroom. We've been talking about job shadowing and some ways to be effective. We've been speaking today with James Tarbox, Executive Director of Career Services at San Diego State University. James, thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Tim. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at LJN Radio, shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com and also find us on Twitter at the LJN. For everyone here at LGN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Yuma. We'll talk to you later.